0: hey business owners if you're trying to take your brick and mortar business online this is the perfect podcast for you we're going to talk about what kind of platform you need to have uh, to make this happen whether you should be doing online advertising seo how to find your market and how to create the same exact uh, process and systems that you would have in store that you can do online as well so uh, we're going to talk about all of that and more if you're super interested in taking your brick and mortar business online then take a listen (laughs) This is the Marketing Natives,
1: providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. So, I think the number one thing that you need to figure out is your uh, platform, right? That you want to use. Um, choosing an e-commerce platform, it's—I mean, it's based on your preference. Um, obviously, we work a lot with Shopify. Um, that's mm-hmm. definitely our bread and butter when it comes to e commerce. Although Webflow, which is our other platform that we use to build websites, also has uh, some good capabilities in there that they just added last year and they're just improving every single month. Um, but um, besides those two, obviously, uh, the combination of WordPress and WooCommerce. Um, is very very popular um as well as uh, something like big commerce uh, among others i mean there's a plethora of of options for your e-commerce store these are probably some of the biggest players out there um and probably one of the the, the ones that you should be looking at um in terms of um you know pricing features um how common they are how popular and then the amount of um uh, people in the community that are helping each other and educational material, Um, you'll definitely be able to do whatever you want with those
0: platforms. I think that's a good point too is that there may be a cheaper alternative out there there's like wicked or liquid or something like that i don't know i can't remember exactly but the point is that like something like a, a woocommerce or like e- big commerce or shopify there they have communities of people who have ran into the same problems and they're there helping each other so it's like you may save $10 a month by going with somebody else. But at the end of the day, you're going to spend like hours trying to figure out a problem that nobody else has ran into before. Um, so that is, a I think that's a good point with inside of point one, which is pick a platform that's going to work for you, but also think about ones that have uh, people have already tested out for you. There's no reason to recreate the wheel on that. So, yeah, I do want to touch
1: um, with, uh, with choosing your platform. You know, once you choose your platform, if if you're wanting to, or you're doing this by yourself, then you know when you choose your platform, you're also picking some sort of theme um, to build your store upon. And I don't think we'd necessarily talk or have any points for that, so I just wanna throw this in here now. Um, yeah. So something to consider would be a theme. Um, and then after that, it's uh, like figuring out your, your payment processing um, where you know, a lot of people are using Stripe, and I think that's definitely something that we would probably recommend um, as far as your payment processing. Uh, Stripe, or I mean, if you're using Shopify, then Shopify has their own Shopify Payments, um, which is also highly recommended. But those are, I guess, some things to consider when you're choosing your platform. Then you're probably picking a theme um, within that platform so you can build your store. Um, and then one of the next big important parts or aspects is your your merchant processing, right? So how are you going to accept payments? Um, so you have to incorporate that into that platform as well.
0: Right, and there's i was gonna say yeah which brings up the number two which is um figuring out a way that you can sell um your products in the store and online there are plenty of uh options for you to do a POS system i feel like uh i don't know i guess i see three or four different people per week who have different companies that i've never heard of or or didn't hear it before but you've heard of like swipe it maybe clover um square square so there's there's paypal has something there's a ton of them out there but what you should look at is does that processor that does it connect with your online store too because the last thing that you want to do if you have a decent amount of inventory is like track if somebody buys something in store oh dang i gotta hurry up and remove that online because if so if somebody shops in the middle of the night and they purchase it now i don't have that product i can't sell it so it becomes a problem depending on what kind of products that you're selling, if you don't have really good inventory management. So we almost suggest that you find a POS system that's going to incorporate or, um, integrate rather into the exact same platform that you're going to use online as offline. Uh, the only one that I'm familiar with and that's just because we've used Shopify a lot more is that their POS system is like free and it does track inventory for online and for your in-store. I'm sure that there are other, there are others out there. Um, but I'm not aware of those. Maybe Christian knows. Um, but that's, I think that's just an added feature because one of the things that was an issue with one of our clients was that they were like, Hey, we got to barcode, everything. And then we have to have like, I think she had like two separate rooms before she got the POS from Shopify. And she's like, this is my online store and this is my in-store, uh, options. And then she's like, do I just not tell the people in store that I have these options on that? I have these options when they want to sell it. Like, do I lose a sale because I put things in two different rooms versus the same inventory management. So that's a big piece you need to figure out um, how you're going to track those purchases in your, in your um, I don't know the, the process for that.
1: Right. And I think that's why Shopify is, is such a, such a good platform It's because you can integrate both of those. So you can integrate the POS and you can integrate your, your online Um, as well as you know you have your online which i'm saying online referring to the website but within the online you can also have inventory on facebook on instagram and sell on these other platforms as well right inside of shopify so i think that's why shopify is so powerful is because you have the central location where you can have all your products in there and then uh, sort of distribute them to these channels right so you have your pos channel you have your online store channel you have your facebook channel um, and you're just able to sort of yeah distribute your products um, in that sense. And that's something that also you need to determine is, you know, do you want to offer your whole catalog online or vice versa or on your mm-hmm. on your brick and mortar store? Um, those are all decisions that you will have to make. Um, and also on top of that, um, uh, something that you may not have to worry about when you have your brick and mortar store, but it's categorizing your products. Right. And how yes. how you're you're. <laughs> your your customers actually shop so let's say that your customers um, they actually are always looking for brands right they go in the store and they're always asking for I need I need your your miss me jeans or whatever Um, okay the miss me's are in this section over here at the store so that means that more than likely they're probably going to shop somewhat similar to how they shop in your store so you might want to categorize miss me's as a Category. So that means that on your navigation and your store, you should have brands, right? And then the drop Mm -hmm. down of all your brands. So your audience can find those items a lot easier.
0: Yeah. Because if you think about it, like what Christian's saying is you technically categorize your stuff in the store. It's just like layout and design versus like on a website. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but um, how to get that experience online as you do uh, offline, because it is, it's a, definitely something to navigate but that is something i I think very important to realize is that you need to try to match as much as possible how people are going to shop so you know stealing ideas from bigger retailers like h&m or macy's or somebody may be a pretty good idea too Mm all right number three focus on your market so if let's for example people get really big eyes when you tell them that they can market to the whole world or like literally let's just say everybody in the U S or something. And when they're normally going to market to like, I don't know, a five mile radius and then you tell them that they can send their product everywhere. They kind of get their eyes really big and they're like, Oh, I just want to market to like my demographic is like all women. And it's like, No, you you really can't do that. So if you know that what's selling in store is doing really well, you should probably focus on that audience online too. It means that you do have a bigger audience. So let's just say you have instead of 10,000, maybe you have millions, but it doesn't mean that you just literally go from tens of thousands to literally half the population of the U S which is women. Um, it doesn't work that way. So you should really focus on, Hey, older women love my product or younger moms love my product whatever it is like you should still have that feel and that vibe to sell to those people online too um, because it's a crowded space online just as much as it is uh, in retail so that's a i think a common misconception
1: yeah absolutely
0: um
1: i i can definitely see how you know People think like oh I have the internet and the internet it just opens these doors you know to do everything anything and that's probably the opposite strategy that we're definitely telling you to do um, which you will do better off by concentrating on this niche market and then in the long run and when you start advertising um, it's gonna help you tremendously with your messaging right you're you're gonna have a more concise more precise message uh, to a very niche audience Um, Instead of just trying to, you know, what is the phrase? Throw darts at a, I don't know what the phrasing is. Anyways, um, (laughs) but you definitely want to be more targeted um, in what you have to offer. And obviously when you're building, you know, the website and structure and things, um, that will also help you, right? Knowing that you're catering to this particular audience, um, it will make things just a lot easier.
0: Yeah. I think to your point, since you do get it opened up more, it's like the people who are diehard with your type of product, like people, let's say, for example, people love coffee mugs. If you had a website that was specifically for coffee mugs, then, uh, that community of people, there's probably, I don't know, a hundred thousand people in the U S who are like diehard coffee mug lovers. And they'll just buy whatever. So those people, it's like, would you rather have a hundred thousand people who will buy every product that you ever put out or target to a million people who are going to maybe buy never. So mm-hmm. it's like have that really active group of people is almost 10 times better than, um, I, I don't know, just trying to go to everybody. So yeah, definitely niche down.
1: All right. So this is the part where we talk a little bit about us and really what I want to talk to you about is our website calculator. If Everything that we're saying in this episode makes sense to you and it's something that you want to accomplish even in the next month. That's something that we can help you with. Now, if you're wondering, "Mm, I don't know if I can afford uh, to have someone build and structure and deal with all this. Um, then we've created a simple website cost calculator. All you have to do is input some information about your business and what you plan to sell on your store, and we'll spit out it will spit out a number and will give you a ballpark number of how much it will cost us to create that website for you. Um, this website calculator takes into account um, a lot of different factors. It has about fourteen questions, I believe. And it just, again, it gives you a ballpark number so you can kind of get started at least with how much something like this would cost. Um, I know in this episode, we're kind of talking about some sort of uh, top level things. It's not very, you know, you need to go to this website and sign up for this. Um, So obviously there is a lot more steps to, you know, taking your brick and mortar online and we can definitely help you from A to Z Uh, during this process all you have to do is go to Co and uh, fill out the questionnaire in there it's again it's about 14 questions it will spit out a number and then we'll follow up with you um, to see if you want to follow through um, and work with us
0: awesome and we're back and just so you know uh, christian also added this on our website so if that was hard for you to go to just go to betbranding.co and under our resources tab we have it there as well so super other convenient way for you to go and find it Yeah. I forgot Uh, to put that in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So number four is to prep your customers before your launch and for your launch. Um, you should have already, if not, I mean, depending on how long you've been a brick and mortar business, maybe you're launching at the same time as your online business. So this wouldn't necessarily apply to you, but let's say you've been in business for at least six months before you decided, Hey, I need to sell online you should have some kind of facebook followers you should have some kind of email list um and if not this is hopefully your uh, a uh, wake-up call to go and do that but just keep them updated like like hey you love coming into our store but it's raining outside and you don't want to come out don't worry you can shop out shop online and this is coming soon or hey you're in another town or another state and um you know you can't get into the store and you really want to pick up these jeans well great you can reserve them online you can purchase online so just getting your customers used to the ability for them to have the same great experience online if they want to you don't have to tell them hey don't come into the store that's not the point it's just giving them more options um, and just letting them know so that that way when you launch you have a much better chance of like hey let's get some sales that kind of I think those first three or four sales are so important because it just kind of helps boost your morale like I got this website and now I've got actual sales so you've got momentum going forward Um, and that's really what it's for it's not really to make a bunch of money it's just to help you get that that momentum to tell you that you you can do it, which you can. I'm telling you that right now. Um, but just go out there and kind of prime your audience to have them ready to purchase some things online for you and just kind of support you.
1: Yeah, and I think with that as well, I, I want to add in a, another tidbit. Um, when you're looking into, you know, building something like this, and Aaron mentioned some of these things about, you know, you know purchasing, maybe coming in and picking up in store. These are all things that you can set up through Shopify. Um, and um, as far as like their shipping right so when you're thinking about building this another big thing to consider is you know shipping Um, and looking at um, different ways that you can do that where right now a lot of people are doing curbside or pickup again that's Mm -hmm. something that you can do within Shopify um, very easily and it's free to them Um, and it's just thinking about those options ahead of time will also you know help you with this whole process Um, so thinking about ways on how do you do shipping Um, And it could be that you already have some sort of uh, shipment partner like FedEx or UPS or whatever. and You get calculated rates. These are all things that you can connect to um, with Shopify as well.
0: Yeah. Another good option for you is uh, ShipStation. It's not really related to this, but Hmm. ShipStation shops like all of them, like UPS, FedEx, uh, everything, USPS. And will give you the best rate for it. So ShipStation is pretty cool. Not an ad. Uh, Maybe they should sponsor us, but it is free. Free advice there number cinco don't expect to have success overnight so i know in number four i said prep your customers to get sales but if that doesn't happen do not worry this is not like a um i I feel like if you started a retail location you've been in business for a few years you probably realize that it takes time to build a customer base it takes time to build loyalty the same thing happens online there's millions upon millions if not billions of websites that um that are out there and probably millions of websites that offer something similar that you do. So don't expect that people are just going to leave the the brand that they love and have loyalty to, and then just go shop at yours. So it's not going to happen overnight. Um, you know, you may get lucky and it may happen overnight if you have an amazing product and amazing offering and you get it in front of the right people, but more than likely it will not happen that way. So just continue to work at it and realize that it's the long game and not just give up on us making the switch because i'll tell you right now sometimes it takes longer than you expect to switch then replace your boutique or replace your retail location revenue from in-store to online you're like oh i've got it to this point you're like yes but eventually online should be able to if i do believe that it could surpass what you're doing in the retail location it's just going to take time you got to put in that effort to do it yeah
1: absolutely and i think the I would say my number one tip for trying to create as much success overnight would be to mimic what the big store retailers are doing and even Amazon. Um, because people have been not brainwashed, but educated into uh free shipping, into free returns, into uh, knowing your uh, packing tracking number. Um, so all these little things that, kind of take for granted from the big stores and Amazon are little things that you should also incorporate, you know, within your store, um, because it will make the, the user experience and your customer experience just that much better, right? They're going to look at you professional too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're going to look at you like, okay, you know exactly what you're doing. You actually have all these details, um, you know, packed down and, and I, I know where my, my package is. I know the communication is there. And I think that's key in order to, to do that. I feel like a lot of stores early on, um, maybe they don't have the money to spend on you know, adding these things. Um, but I think in the long run, especially starting out, um, it helps you stand out from, from everyone else and smaller stores who may not have the infrastructure or the knowledge of doing something like that. Um, but yeah. I think mimicking the bigger stores and some of the things that they're doing, it's definitely going to help you bring in more success more, more rapidly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got to yeah adapt to the people who have already been accustomed to the way they shop online. Mm-hmm. You try to make them do something different. It's like that friction. And they're like, oh, I don't like this. So yeah. then they I mean, away. just
1: just stripping, like even the tracking number, that's something that we take for granted. But a lot of, you know, smaller shops online, they don't offer that, right? They don't offer a a, a, a for you to track your package and all this stuff. So just adding something as s- simple as that Um, can make a a big, big change.
0: Yeah, and I enjoy tracking my packages from Amazon. So (laughs) I think everybody loves it. Like when you order something, you're excited about it right then, and then it used to be until you saw it, you uh, or like you received it, then you thought about it again. You're like, oh yeah, I got that. But now brands have an opportunity to like keep people excited the whole way. So like this may be a little bit more advanced. Maybe probably something we didn't necessarily mention, but if you could add something cool or unique to um, the experience, it would be better. I think pizza huts done stuff like that or like dominoes where like it's on the way. So like you can see like the little car and it's like, Hey, your food's mm-hmm. hot and ready and it's coming and it's like a little play car and you're like, okay, it's so close. Like it's on my corner. Like Uber does stuff like that. So it's like the car is almost delivered to you. Um, and so they kind of gamified it a little bit. And mm-hmm. that to me is like next level kind of stuff. Maybe not something you need to do now, but like, if you know that you only sold one, going back to the coffee mugs, it's like you like with a smiling face, like you're this close to drinking really good coffee out of your mug, like, you know, um, or one day away or something like that. So I just think that you could find some unique ways to kind of keep that experience going. Um, that's probably a little advanced, but I think that, you know, long term, that would be something cool to have for you to um, to add to the product. So yep. something to think about.
1: All right, and then the last item we have here is online. It's a pay-to-play space. Um, just like Aaron said, you know, having success overnight, it's it's really hard. Obviously, there are things that you can implement to help you with that. Um, but in order to truly grow, um, you have to have some sort of marketing strategy in place. Whether that's um, SEO, social media advertising, affiliate marketing, um, you need to have something to help fuel that fire or Mm -hmm. start that fire right um so just be prepared to spend some money on on marketing online
0: yeah and it's you know right now anyway it's really really inexpensive for you to run like facebook or instagram ads but another option is for you like if you're a clothing store like look at influencers look at affiliates um if you are um let's just say i don't know not a retail again you're going back to the coffee mug or whatever if somebody is looking for like tea or coffee mugs or something like that you should probably focus on seo if you could be the top of google or on the first paid that's a bunch of free traffic that you'll get i mean afterwards you do have to pay for seo um, if you don't do it yourself but then once you've done it uh you put in that work then it lasts forever um, or until somebody knocks you off so it's like a long-term strategy there but um i just tell you that just setting up the website and then just thinking that it's going to just generate traffic over time. uh, It will, but not at the magnitude or at the level that you would. Now, if you built a website in early 2000 and you just put on there, like, (laughs) you know, I sell mugs or I sell tea. uh, You probably could have ranked and you probably would have got a lot of business because there's not as much, but now there's more competition. So you got to focus on a way to, to drive customers to, to your spot. Um, So don't, um what i was gonna say don't don't overthink it but also make sure that this is part of your strategy and these are these tips here these six things these are what um should be going on like you shouldn't just do them in order we didn't put them necessarily like There are some of them that have to happen first, like picking your platform, but they're not necessarily in specific order saying wait till you get to step one to get to step two to step three. It's more of like use the six of them to kind of mold your strategy uh, to help take your brick and mortar business online. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. If you are a brick and mortar business and you're like, how the heck do I get this to go online? Please go over to bitbranding.co, shoot us an email. Do you want to start a new project? We'll at least give you um, some more information about it. And if you're super serious and you would like a 45 minute strategy session about how to take this online, it's completely free. Go to apply.bitbranding.co. You'll fill, um, you'll, pick a time that works for you and then fill out a questionnaire that just answers some few things to help us learn more about your business and then we'll sit down with you and well or virtually more more than likely um do something like maybe zoom and we will cover uh, how to take the right steps to set up the strategy you need to make sure that your business is able to make a smooth transition from brick and mortar to online so and if you've been listening um Uh, rather if this has been your first time listening make sure you hit that subscribe button we put out new episodes every single week and if you are a um long-time listener and you're like hey dang i have a brick and mortar location or i have um, a business that could really benefit from this episode and i got a lot of value out of this please go over to apple podcast and leave us an honest rating and review it helps us grow apple itunes apple podcast loves it and it reaches more people and helps us create better podcast episodes for you guys so uh, make sure you go over there and leave us that honest rating and review and we will talk to you guys next week the Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.